want to begin by telling a little story. This American walks into a bar in Dublin, in Ireland, and every seat is taken except, I should say a pub, not a bar. And every seat is taken except for one seat and one seat on the right and to the left of an older gentleman. And so the American sits down because it's the only seat there. And he sees that there's people standing up and they might, they're not sitting there for a reason. So he sits down and the old man looks at him and says, did you see that wall on your way into town? He says, yeah. He says, well, I built that wall with my own two hands, but do they call me O'Grady the Mason? No. He continues, he says, did you see those cabinets on your way into the bar? The guy says, yeah. He says, I built those cabinets with my own two hands, but do they call me O'Grady the carpenter? No. He says, did you see the iron gates when you went into town? He says, yeah, I did. He says, well, I built those iron gates with my own two hands, but do they call me O'Grady the Smith? No, but you French kiss one goat and... <laughs> now, who in here has heard of the name Steve Bartman? Raise your hand. We got some Chicago Cubs fans here. For those who don't know, Steve Bartman was the, the fan, the unlucky fan who caught a foul ball, which a Cubs player who I even forgot who it was, was Moises Salou, Moises Salou, yeah, was supposed to catch. And that ruined the Cubs' dream of a World Series, which they did get later. Bill Buckner, how many know that name? Bill Buckner, raise your hand, oh yeah. Any Boston fans and any, anyone from Boston here? Yep. Do I even have to explain who Bill Buckner was, the ball who went through the, but they won a World Series. Now here's another name, Tiffany Gomez. Now I bet you, you don't know that name. But I'm going to share what, how you may have known her. If anyone's on social media, you might have seen a video during the summer of a clip of a woman who was yelling on an airplane. And it went viral and she was standing up screaming, saying, that person is not real. She was having what seemed to be a, some sort of breakdown. And that clip went viral. There were memes made, there were songs made and no one could find out who this woman was. Until finally, after a month of silence, she filmed a video explaining her behavior and apologizing. And she said her name, which was Tiffany Gomez. She apologized profusely for the language that she used for causing the plane to be brought back to the gate for her behavior. Now, I wanna read you part of the apology because it is relevant to our topic today. She said, we all have our bad moments, some worse than others, and mine happened to be caught on camera for the whole world to see multiple times. While it's been comical for everyone, 
and I've highly enjoyed so many of the memes. On the flip side, it is very invasive and unkind. I hope that I can use this experience to do a little good in the world, and that is what I intend to do. As I listened to her heartfelt apology, I thought to myself, what a shame that this whole woman's identity is defined by one viral clip of the worst moment of her life. Is it fair or unfair to be known by these moments? Unfortunately, that really doesn't matter because it is the reality. We are not in control of moments after they happen. In our touring today in Yom Kippur, we learn about two goats. That's what today is about, two goats. One goat that is sent away to Azazel into the wilderness, and one goat that was to be sacrificed. The second, the, the goat that is sent away carries our biggest mistakes, and it's sent off into the wilderness. And I think about the goats that we send off into the wilderness, the ones we press share to share their worst moments, that we pin all of our sins on them. Knowing full well that if someone caught us on video, we could be them. Interestingly enough, we think about the word goat in English, and it actually has two meanings. Now, Bill Buckner was a goat in Boston until they finally won a World Series, but Tom Brady was also the goat, the greatest of all time in Boston. In sports, as in life, you're either the greatest of all time or you are the scapegoat, the thing that everyone puts their own sins on and sends away. Every day, every day people get their just desserts when the internet exposes past transgressions for all to see. And while public apologies are common, not everyone takes the time to grapple with wrongdoing. But I wanted to share a story of someone who did. Her name is Ryan Mulligan. In June 2020, photos emerged of Ryan Mulligan, who is a 21-year-old junior at Penn State, majoring in rehabilitation human services. She was posing with a swastika drawn on her shoulder. A petition circulated demanding that Mulligan be, exposed, be expelled over the photo, which was taken when she was in high school. So we're talking about taken four to five years before this incident before she was a junior. In the following days, she lost her inter internship. She received death threats. But two Jewish students contacted her and urged her to meet with a local rabbi in the area, Rabbi Gregory Marks of Congregation Beth Orr. And I wanted to read you her account of the photo, its exposure, and the process of tshuva and atonement that she went through. She said, I went to Catholic school all my life and we learned about the Holocaust in eighth grade and through a short presentation in high school, but I really didn't understand what the symbol means to people and the hatred behind it. On the night the photo was taken, I was 16 years old. I was with some of my girlfriends at a vacation house at the shore and another kid who was there drew a dog on one girl's back and then he drew swastikas on me and the other girl. I think that afterwards we just went home, took showers, and scrubbed everything off. 
Rabbi Marks asked me why we did it, and I honestly just don't know. Last month, a girl in my high school class created a Twitter account to expose different girls from our school who showed signs of hatred or racism or anti-Semitism. I'm not the only girl that was posted on this list, but I'm the one that did blow up. Afterwards, I deleted my social media account because I was getting harassed, receiving death threats. Any way that people could try to reach me, they did. After the photo was posted, the vice president of Penn State suggested that he and I and two Jewish student leaders sit down and talk about it. We talked twice. The first time they shared their feelings of why they were upset, and not just them, but their families and other students on campus. They shared that some people don't feel safe on campus because I'm there. At first, I didn't understand why people were so upset. I thought, because this photo is five years old, people would say, okay, let's give her some slack. I still hope some part of that is true, but I also didn't realize the pain I caused for the Jewish people. After that phone call, the student suggested I educate myself, and that's when I got in touch with Rabbi Marx. He suggested that I read the book Night by Elie Wiesel. I took notes while I was reading. And honestly, most of the time, my jaw was dropped. I can't believe some of the things that the Jewish people had to go through. We also spoke about the history of the swastika, how it, was a, how it has a history of hatred and death. After talking with Rabbi Marx, I came to a better understanding of why the picture blew up and why people were harassing me. Rabbi Marx emphasized that the Hebrew Bible is about people making mistakes. And they recover from their mistakes and begin again. I'm considering my own personal biases, and I'm trying to work on them and make myself a better person. He doesn't think that this will be the end for me. To the people I hurt with the photo, I want to say I'm sorry and that I didn't intend any hatred, and I don't endorse it. I wish I'd never been in that position, but most importantly, I'm sorry that I caused pain for the other people, for other people. And that's the end of her letter. In our Torah reading, the scapegoat can never return. Goats may never return, but people can. Rabbi Marx met with this young woman, Ryan Mulligan, learned with her, and gave her a chance to come back into the camp. I think about that as I think about how we look at others with similar circumstances, with similar mistakes. People have made big mistakes. Maybe some of them were caught on camera and spread. I think about the tshuva that they can do and the tshuva that many of them have done. And the question is, can we accept them again? Can we give them something back that they desperately need? A map to find their way back into the camp. Can we be like Rabbi Marx and say to them, this will not be the end for you. I can show you the way back to camp if you truly want to return. 